Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Janelle B. Stewart podcast. I am your host, Janelle B. Stewart, an award-winning beauty editor. The Janelle B. Stewart podcast is a weekly lifestyle podcast designed to educate, empower, and engage. Episodes touch on various topics of our lives, including health and fitness, love and marriage, entrepreneurship, parenting, self-love, and much more. My goal is to have you feeling uplifted and inspired after you listen to each episode. Hello. Well, I'm so happy to be back. Welcome to episode 21. If you missed last week's episode, which was episode 20, then you missed a good one. I talked a little bit about what was going on with me. I obviously gave you the various segments, but the main, main conversation for last week was what do you do if you're dating someone, you get engaged, and you both own your own home? Who has to sell. That's really what it comes down to. So if that's something you may be dealing with or you just want to know what were my thoughts on that, do check out episode 20. Now moving into episode 21, let's start with what's going on. What's going on? I have something special for you all in this episode, and I have a co-host. So today I want to introduce... <laughs> there she is. I want to introduce you to one of my best friends from college. Her name is Candice. I call her Sully, and apparently I interchange Candice and Sully so much that my children get confused with what to call her. <laughs> Um, really? Mm -hmm. Sully was down with me this weekend visiting me, the family, and we had celebrated her birthday, came down to New York. How was your trip? How was your trip here, Sully? The trip was fantastic. I was so excited to celebrate my 33rd birthday with my girls, and it was just a blast to be with you and the kids while we weren't dancing and turning up, um, but when it was time to turn up, it was fantastic. It's something that I definitely needed to, especially... Being a stay-at-home mom and being a housewife to actually have some time to just do whatever it is that I wanted to do and be with my girls was exactly what I needed. Yeah. So it was great. Yeah, and I think we needed it too because we had such a great time in Miami for one of our other friends' weddings and, you know... I think that made us realize how important it was for us to stay connected, right? Oh my god! Like seriously, I cannot stop smiling. <laughs> as soon as as soon as you even say it, I'm like ear to ear. Like, yeah, it was so crazy. Like it was. it was so apparent that we need that kind of stuff. Yes, I really felt like I was in college again. <laughs> I, f- I felt like I was single. <laughs> it was it was that kind of crazy kind of fun. Like I, I think I'm single. Like oh yeah, that's right. I am a mom. I am a wife of seven years. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I'm having too much fun. Yes, I totally totally get you. I feel I felt the same. I felt the same. And check this out. My husband was with me. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. 
<laughs> so it was great. It was great. So with that being said, we were in Miami in August and we've been like yearning for that again. So when you said you was coming to New York for your birthday, I think you had planned that like as you were dro- as you were flying home, you were like, I got to do this again. So exactly. Yeah, so we had a lot of fun. So we were like, we're going to do this again for her birthday. And we had a great time. We went to a club. The actual location is in a club in New York City, but the promoters were hosting a party there that night. And it was called Afro Beats and Trap, which everybody but you is African. But you are literally like an honorary Liberian girl, right? Like, honestly, (laughs) don't sleep on me. My history is straight, okay? (laughs) I'm coming straight from the mother country. Like, whether you like to admit it or not, we're cousins. Like, I don't care what nobody <laughs> says. If you're Liberian, you was on the same boat when we came to America and y'all just went back. And we was like, you know, we're going to ride this thing out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So with that being said, like, Afro beats, it just gave us life. Like, you know, I remember growing up on reggae and stuff like that and thinking, like, reggae was... African music because my family listened to it so much. And now to be in a nightclub where most of the music is African music, I was, I was really shocked about that. I was really excited because it's something about music anyway that just stimulates me in a different kind of way. Mm -hmm. I, I can vibe mad hard to all different types of music. But there's something about African music where you hear that beat mm. and then just the way the sound is, the way it comes together with the lyric and then whoever's voice is on it, they be getting lit and it's like, it's, it's going down. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's time, to get you, it's, time, it's time to get your whiny, whiny on. It's time to, get, <laughs> it's time to drop that low. It's time to... It's gotta go in. Work that go back. In or go home. That's yes, it. yes. You gotta work that back. As soon as you hear African music, if you're into Afro beats, which you know, I didn't even. <laughs> what you laughing at? <laughs> because it really is a serious workout. Like my legs are actually burning. <laughs> like the next day, I told my husband, I was like, "Honey, I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, my knees are feeling like I'm." Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know how it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because you definitely was hurting. I mean, we came back from the party and we was so tired. We slept till like twelve in the afternoon. I remember you be like, "Wait, it's that time says three thirty. It's not three (laughs) thirty." I was like, actually kind of mad. I was kind of mad. It was three fifteen when I saw that. I was like, it is not past three o'clock. Right, right. But can we talk about your outfit, though? Can we? My girl pulled out the velvet, the burgundy velvet jumper. It was a theme. You know, I had to, I had to go with the Jesus here. You know, Jesus turned water into wine. You know, this is, I'm aging well here. You know, I'm, I'm aging well. I got to put off the burgundy here. I'm red wine here. Yes. You know, I was like, yeah, let's go with the smooth, let's go with the, let's go with the smooth velvet. Right. You know, caressing my curves. I'm looking right. I'm feeling right. I'm looking good because I'm feeling good. And I'm feeling good because I'm looking good. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm low-key jealous that you could go out without a bra. Low-key jealous about that. (laughs) 
Okay, so, I mean, that might be another segment, but <laughs> we can talk about that also. <laughs> so there's, um, there's a funny background to that because, honestly, I when I had my baby, when I had Jem and mm-hmm. I came home, my breast blew up into size E. Mm. And I, for a very long time, I was a C cup, and then being with my husband and everything like that, I started to put on some weight, and they went to, like, a D. But now I wear a double D, but they're, like, a pretty healthy double D, and I feel good about them, and I embrace them because I, I love having the big breasts, but I also like that they're not too saggy. So, to say the least, it was some adjusting getting used to, but I do appreciate them. Um, they're not my C cups where they're extra, extra perky, but, you know, my double D is... Turning head. Mm, so throw some okay. D's on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Sully? I feel like what we're talking about really goes well with the topic of today. And I think we should just go right into that because our weekend was lit. And obviously, for the listeners, they know I'm a mom, they know I'm a wife. And through your conversation, Sully's also a mom and she's a wife. You have the most beautiful baby girl. Tell them a little bit about your baby girl. Aw, my gem. My gem is almost two. She'll be two in December. And hold on, hold on. Her name is actually Gem. You get that? Her name is yes. Gem. That is so yes. beautiful. G-E-M. G-E-M. And that's what she'll tell you. Somebody says, what's your name? She'll say, Gem. G-E-M. Gem. <laughs> and yes. she's not even two yet. She's not two. Not about to be two till December, y'all. So smart. Yeah, December 3rd, yeah. She's a fantastic blessing. I mean, I definitely wanted to be a mom once I found out how much my husband wanted to be a father. It was never something, or I should say, not the it, but motherhood. Motherhood was never something that I had ever dreamt about or longed for. But knowing that I was getting married and then I knew that he wanted kids, it was like, okay, something I'm down for. But once we entered into our fourth and fifth year, um, my husband actually did let me know that he really wanted to be a dad. I was like, okay, like I want that because it was something he longed for. It was something that I started to long for because uh, I wanted to be I wanted to be able to give him that, uh, be that blessing to him in that way. So yeah. we tried. We actually started plan and originally I was like I don't mind being married for five years and then starting and that's actually how it ended up working out Mm -hmm. so we we planned for family planning and the first time I I was having a hard time getting pregnant um and I went to the doctors and everything and they said well just keep doing what you're doing um you know, pretty much like keep putting the work in, and <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get pregnant within a year, then we can revisit some things. Yeah. So I remember I was so annoyed because I was like, "Why aren't I getting pregnant?" I just didn't think it was going to be an issue as much as it was. Especially when you grow um, up in a time where they have teen mom and these girls have pregnant for get pregnant as soon as they have sex for the first time. Why would you? I mean, honestly, I know it doesn't take much for the. A youthful body, I mean, they're, they're fertile myrtle. Like, you know, they're, <laughs> they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. But I do recall, actually, if I'm being honest, there was a time when I was in my 20s and 
I was having complications with my, my menstrual cycle, and the doctor did tell me that it might be hard for me to have children. Mm. And that was a punch to the gut, even though it was never something that I had fantasized about. Mm-hmm. One thing about me is that I don't like for my options to be taken away from no. I I like options. Now, whether or not I'm going to, you know, dibble and dabble in each of them, or if I'm even going to give any airtime to it, that's one thing. But if it's taken away from me, that's something, yeah. that's something else. Yeah. And it affects me differently. So I had that in the back of my mind, but kind of pretty much like just, you know, put it to the side. And I did get second opinions. And some people were like, you want to know what? There are many people, many women who have issues with their menstrual cycle. And they're still able to have very healthy babies yeah. without any assistance. So... When I met Jeremiah, my husband, I did inform him of that once we decided to get engaged. And he was like, pretty much it's not a problem. Like, he had faith that we were going to be all right. God is going to bless us. Yeah. And and then when it started to get more serious, where I'm now seeing, okay, he actually does want children. And I guess his, his clock is ticking. He's like, am I going to get some kids yet? So <laughs> then my clock started to tick. And I was just thinking okay, now here we are, we're planning, and I'm not getting pregnant. I'm thinking about what that first doctor told me. Like, she, oh, yeah, that's right. There was that time the doctor did tell me it was going to be hard for me. So I really started to feel a lot of pressure and kind of get down on myself. So I actually really cried out. I'll never forget it. It was like in the middle of the night I woke up, and I was feeling so defeated um, that I wasn't able to get pregnant when I wanted to um and I just really just cried out and I prayed to God and I was just like God I'm just praying that you would allow me to know that I can actually get pregnant yeah like I want to know that I can get pregnant and I want to be able to give a child and have a child um to grow my family with my husband this man who wants to be a father and who is such a good husband to me and who I see interact with other children in our families um they all love him I want him to experience that with someone who came from his very own loins you know um and after that prayer I kid you not um I went to the doctors and it was my year and I was just like you know, it didn't happen yet. I'm really upset about it. I need to just, you know, set up an appointment and follow up with you or whatever. And she's like, okay. And I went to the appointment for the follow-up, and I took the urine test, and she was like, Kenneth, you're pregnant. Oh, my God. And, girl, when I tell you, I started moving furniture around. I'm <laughs> like, what is she talking about? <laughs> I was standing up. I was sitting down. I was looking out the window. <laughs> wow. I was like, I was like, I wish I had some pearls on. So I right. Can Won't um, he do it? What are you talking about? Won't and he do it? Like, really? She was like, really? You really are, Candace. You really are. And I was so happy. Like, I can't even explain. Of to you course. I'm cheesing and I, I already had. know the baby, girl. Well, the thing is that, I mean, <laughs> the joy that I had because it was like, wow, I really just cried out. I swear it was maybe like, Maybe three weeks ago from that time or a month ago. Mm -hmm. And I just went to the car and I just wept praising God because I was just like, God, you did this for me. Like, you really did it. I asked you to show me and to let me know that I can get pregnant. And that's what you did. Now, unfortunately, long story short, I ended up having a miscarriage. Mm. Had a miscarriage. A very dramatic miscarriage. 
actually almost died because I lost so much blood. Wow. Um, and the doctor, when I went to the ER, oh, it was just, it was just a mess. It was just a mess. It was everything I'm not. <laughs> like, yeah. Extra dramatic, over the top, too much drama. It was just everything I wasn't. And I was thankful that I didn't lose my life, though. Because even in that moment, the scariest thing for me was the fact that I wouldn't be with Jeremiah or that he wouldn't be with me, you know? So we made it through that. And I remember that before the miscarriage or during it, I remember reading the passage where there was... There was a man who was in leadership, and he was a soldier, and pretty much he he came to Jesus, and he was like, long story short, like, okay, so I'm not worthy for you to come to my house, but I have someone at my house, and they're sick, and I know that you can heal them, and Jesus was like, okay, so you don't even need to go to your house to heal them? He was like, no, because if you say it, I know it's done, and the Bible says that Jesus was amazed by his faith. Yeah. And he, and he was like, Jesus was amazed, like, hold up, somebody right. actually amazed Jesus. Right, because like, he's so used to everyone not believing in him. <laughs> right, like, you know, and on top of that, he's the one who amazes other people. Exactly. Like, there was actually someone who can amaze Jesus because mm-hmm. of their faith. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just said in that moment, I was like, you know what, God, I'm asking that you would allow me to have this strength to amaze you with my faith. Because even though I had a miscarriage, I still know that you answered a prayer for me to show me that I am able to be pregnant, to get pregnant. And that it was okay, because when I asked the doctor, you know, well, was there something wrong with my baby? And they said, actually, no, Candace, there was nothing at all wrong yep. with the baby. Yep. It just was a failed pregnancy. Yeah, and that happens. And I was just like, to God be the glory anyway. I was like, to God be the glory anyway. It really broke my heart. I still miss my child. Yeah. Um, but I'm always thankful to know that I'm going to see, I'm going to see my baby again. Um, and the thing that I thought was cute was, once I did have Jim, which was just a few months later, I was able to get pregnant and, you know, go full term, have my baby. I have my Jim. She's my precious jewel. Um, I said to my mom, I said, you know what? My first baby, my dad is is, is babysitting my first baby. I said, and, and you get to babysit Jim. <laughs> that's so, so sweet. It was something that was sweet for us. It ended up being very sweet. Because my dad had begged us to have kids. Begged. And I was like, well, you know what, Dad? Now you're over in heaven changing diapers. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) I love that spin on it. I love that spin on it. And I can totally understand. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying. So, you know, I'm I'm thankful to be a mom. Um, It comes with challenges, but I'm definitely thankful. I'm thankful to have my job. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally sympathize with you because my listeners know, well, those who have been following me on YouTube and social media from before I had my first child, who's soon to be six, I shared my miscarriage story and I can understand the feelings you have and and not knowing and, and, and not having brought that baby to full term. I can totally understand that. And I'm so happy your story is so sweet and I definitely know that what you've said is going to inspire so many people and I had no idea you were going to share that just now. So that's a little gem. Trust me, it wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. I didn't know either. I was just like, you know what? It seems fitting to just testify. Right, right. But that gem is going to have an impact on so many women listening to this episode right now. And I guess it's sort of a 
good segue because you talked about how proud you are to be a mom and how happy you are and blessed. And one of my listeners has asked a question that I thought that the two of us would be more than qualified to answer. So my listener's name is Kim Chen Lee. And Kim Chen Lee wants to know, how do I balance being a great mom and a hot wife? So I think that this is really fun, um, a fun question. And she's saying that it's hard being a new mom and finding that balance. And so as two people who have children, um, I'm senior in having kids because my son's almost to be six. And I'm assuming that Kim Chin Lee has found through what I share that I'm I'm doing well at the two of them. And after being with you this weekend, girl, hot mom was written all over your body. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, let's, I guess I'll let you start with, you know, start with it. How are you able to balance being a great mom and a hot wife? Let's tell everybody how you're doing that, Sally. Huh. Well, I mean, trust me when I say it didn't happen overnight. <laughs> uh, coming home from the hospital, I felt beat up, beat down, and my life was flipped upside down, girl, because I was definitely <laughs> sleep deprived. Uh-huh. Um, did you have a vaginal delivery or did you have a C-section? Oh, I had a natural vaginal birth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everything went well. I mean, it's not like I had any problems coming back home, which mm-hmm. I know sometimes happens when people have C-sections. Yeah. So I am thankful for that. But coming home was, was a challenge for me. I wasn't used to hearing a crying baby in the middle of the night. Wasn't used to feeling like a zombie during the day. But you know what? After a while, you're on a schedule. People say, oh, you know, you got to put your baby on a schedule. In the beginning, your baby has you on a schedule. And you guys are working it out and trying to figure it out. And what I ended up finding that worked for me, and that was, of course, my husband being here was super, super, Super helpful. He took three months off to be with us. He had his paternal leave. Yeah, um, that's beautiful that he took it. When I tell you, it was a game changer for yeah. sure. Like I, I didn't know what I would have been doing had he not been home. Oh yeah. For me to at least slip away, steal away, go pump because I breastfed, like I solely breastfed. So it was, it was something that I need. I needed him to be able to change her diaper, tend to her while I go pump for some bottles so I can actually get some rest. Yeah. Um, so I'll say probably like the first six, the first six to seven, the first six to seven months for me was, I mean, gruesome. There was no balance that I had mm-hmm. at all regarding trying to be a hot mom. I mean, <laughs> that wasn't happening. Right. Uh, being a great mom, I can, I can pat myself on the back and say, yeah, I gave myself kudos when I saw that, you know, my daughter was meeting all the different, um, developmental stages that she needed yeah and her milestones we we weren't yeah you know we weren't constantly holding her but allowing her to grow and develop um and then after a while I just said to my husband you know what honey I think that it's time for me to start trying to invest some time in myself again Mm -hmm. um and he was definitely promoting promoting me to do that so we just agreed that I would find a better balance um, between mom life, home life, and then, you know, me time uh, by actually taking advantage of at least one weekend out of the month to do whatever it is that I wanted to do, which was for me, preferably, I want to get cute and go out and like maybe have a glass of wine mm-hmm. and listen to some live music because, you know, I'm not in New York with 
the majority of my girls. So, you know, I have to do stuff on low key. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be going to no Afro beats and trap out here <laughs> <laughs> by myself. That's not going to happen. But, you know, I can do, you know, some jazz, some things like that. And slowly but surely, I ended up feeling like I was, as Justin Timberlake says, uh, I'm bringing sexy back. Right. Like I was feeling like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting it. Like, okay. And then it was like, you know what, girl, it's time to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing where I just felt like being in the gym, feeling my body do what it used to do, move as fast as it used to move, trying to, you know, run more. It just reminded me of some of my heydays. And I was just like, I felt really empowered. And being empowered that way, I had the energy and the desire and the fulfillment to actually then pour back into my my daughter Mm -hmm. and into my home life because my needs were met. I was meeting my needs, you know. Of course, between doing all you can as if it only counts and matters on what you do and then keeping things in prayer, it really worked out for me, honestly. And I don't turn up like I turn up with anybody until I turn up with my girl. Mm -hmm. So that's when Hot Mom really comes out. (laughs) Hot Mom really, really comes out when Hot Mom is with other Hot Moms and her girl. So, you know, I think it's the circle you keep and it's the effort that you put into investing in yourself that really, really makes a difference. Yeah, that that's so true. And similarly, when I had my son, I remember being in the hospital and not really feeling like I just had a baby. I don't know what it is about my energy, but when I was pregnant, my most people who are listening, if you're moms, you know that level of, 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 of exhaustion and feeling so fatigued was really, really hard for me because I'm someone who doesn't take a nap pretty much ever. I'm much more of a morning bird than I realized because when I was pregnant, I was still waking up early because I was, that's just who I was. But when I was pregnant, it was like my body was waking up early and I was so tired and I was so exhausted and I had to sleep throughout the day. And so once the baby, once my son like was delivered, I remember feeling like, Oh my God. Like my energy was just, I wasn't tired. I was like so awake. I was so alert. I remember the nurses having to tell me, Mrs. Stewart, please use the call button because I would literally just get up and walk to the nurse's desk. I would walk to the nurse's desk. I felt like so awake and I was like, wow, that was really exhausting my body. I had no idea how much my body was working (laughs) to create my baby. And yeah, JJ was actually a really good baby. He would sleep pretty much like they say four hours. And usually they say baby sleep for four hours is pretty custom for a child who's on formula. And I was nursing too. I was exclusively nursing and he would sleep for four hours. So I would have all this free time to myself to pretty much do whatever I wanted to do because he would sleep so long. And then when he was awake, he was good. Like you could put him on a little bouncer or you could put him in a swing and JJ would sleep for another hour or so because he was like, I'm good. I'm comfortable. Oh, this thing is vibrating me. I'm feeling like I'm getting a little massage or whatever. He would sleep. (laughs) And I found myself ready to go back to the gym almost immediately. 
like immediately. And I asked my doctor, like, when can I finally do that? And they were like, well, it's six weeks, eight weeks, because you had a, you know, vaginal delivery, you're capable of going, but don't take it too hard because we just want to make sure you're good. You know, they tell you not to drive for a certain amount of time after you have the baby and they just want to make sure you're okay. Because even though here in America, childbirth is kind of like this normal thing, you're in and out, you get in the, you get in the hospital, you have your baby, you're home in two days. It is a traumatic experience on the body. And, yeah. you know, so I was like, okay, I'll just go to the gym and I'll just take it easy. And I started with walking and slowly but surely, you know, my eight week checkup came. And then I was like, finally now three months out. And then I started stepping it up with the workouts. And I found for me that it was how I saw myself physically it affected my emotions a lot. And after having the baby, I don't know why I thought this would happen, but I guess maybe I was, I had this expectation because I see it a lot, a lot on TV and in movies and things like that and magazines. But I thought my body was going to snap back. Like the baby would come out and I would just look like I didn't have a baby. I felt like I didn't have a baby. So why not look like it too? But that wasn't the case. <laughs> Girl, please. Girl, when my belly still looked like I had a baby in it, I was like, what's going on? You know, like, (laughs) why, why am I still like, and I gained a lot of weight. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancy. So I was like, why did I only lose 10 pounds when the baby came out? Like, I just had it in my mind that I was going to look so different. And I didn't. So I had to go to the gym to make myself feel better because I just did not like being so big and being so big in my body and still having to wear maternity clothes for months on end. So I found great joy and great happiness when I would go to the gym and I knew that I was doing something to get me back into a place that I really enjoyed. And emotionally, I felt better. Physically, I was feeling better. My weight was coming off and I was noticing that I was feeling a lot more confident. And my husband was a great motivator too because like Jeremiah, my husband took time off to stay with us. But with Joelle, he didn't take as much time off. And I think we underestimated how much time one would need to be home because I just thought it would be so much easier. But while he was home, I would I would be able to go to the gym in the morning and he would watch over JJ, who was pretty much just sleeping the whole time. So it was great because he was such a good baby. And then I found great joy in going out. So my mother-in-law would always ask us if she could help out with the baby. And for the most part, I think most first-time moms often say no. Like, I'm good. I got it. I would always say, no, I'm okay. Like, I just did not want to be away from my baby, not for one minute. And, you know, as we got closer to him being like six months, I started wanting to go out again with my husband to go out to the movies, to go out to eat and and just do things that we once used to do as single parents. And I really wanted to have that relationship with him and not just have it be all about the baby. So we would go out and we would have date nights, which we would do before, but we were making sure that we were doing them more so now because we had this baby who was absorbing a lot of my time as I had to nurse with, you know, the baby and spending a lot of the time being the person who's up at night and we found great joy in going out and doing something without him and then having a mother-in-law who was a support system who could help us out to do that was magnificent. Now, I've always 
like embraced my body even when I was bigger. So I would always dress in things that I felt looked really sexy. And I love looking in the mirror and being like, mm, she got it. She got it. Like, I love that. I love that. So I stopped wearing frumpy maternity clothes or that were looser. And I started finding clothes that were bigger in size than I was than I was before I had the baby, but I tried to make sure I was still dressing in a way that I felt sexy, I felt beautiful, and I felt confident. And um, that was important to me to do that. I started making sure I was doing my hair again. I remember with JJ, my hair was longer and not taking so much care of it because it was just easier to just do nothing. But I had to make sure I was taking care of myself, doing my hair, putting on makeup when I wanted to go somewhere nice, and not always just wearing my mommy clothes. And so I would definitely suggest and recommend if you're struggling with being a hot mom or a hot wife and also a great mom, I don't want you to look at the two as mutually exclusive. You know, you don't have to be just the mom and you can't be the hot hot mom. You know, you can totally be a MILF. You can be a MILF and that's important to your sanity. That's important to your confidence. And if you have a baby who is, um, let's say, for example, requires a lot more care, maybe you have a child with special needs, or maybe you have a child that is not as um, not able to manage, self-regulate himself and or herself, and they always want to be with you, and they always want to be held, and you're having a hard time because they're crying a lot. Or maybe what is that? What's that word when the baby just cries all the time? Colicky. Colicky. baby. Yeah, maybe they're that. If that's the case, don't be afraid to ask for help so that you can get the support you need and have time to decompress and take a mental break, get sleep. Um, one time, Sully and, I, Sully and I had talked about this. I had asked her, what's the one thing you absolutely need to make you feel whole? And for me, I'll let you share your answer. But for me, I needed sleep. Like I would forego everything everything just to have sleep because that was something that I really, really needed. It was it was actually pretty easy for me to be up with the baby. Something about my baby's cry would bring joy over me to know that they need me. I don't I don't really know how to explain it, but when I would wake up after maybe three hours of sleep because I just needed sleep and as long as I got like three hours of sleep or four hours of sleep, I would be refreshed. So when the baby would cry, when my son would cry, when my daughter, and I had to wake up, I was in good spirits because I had sleep. You know, I didn't care about anything else, but it would just make me feel so good. And I would be, you know, rubbing my eyes so tired and I would get up because my baby was crying and I would be like, oh, come here, munchkin. Okay, mommy's got you. And as long as I had sleep, I could be that person. And that was important to me. So Sully, for you, I want you to share, what did you need when you had this newborn home that if you didn't have it, you was just not yourself? Don't get me wrong. I definitely needed sleep. Mm -hmm. But if I didn't get sleep or if I was just feeling run down, my pick-me-up was a shower. Mm -hmm. I needed a good 15-minute shower, like 10 to 15 minutes, because I actually don't like to waste too much water. But, you know, I just need that real good 10 to 15-minute shower. And it has to be hot and steamy, because once that steam hit me, it was like, okay, I'm starting to start, I'm starting to feel pampered. I'm starting to feel pampered a little bit. And then that soap hit that body, and it's like, oh, yes. 
Like I'm <laughs> actually doing something for me. I'm starting to feel alive. And my husband would say, if I was getting a little cranky or looking too run down, <laughs> he would say, I think you need a shower. I think, <laughs> I think, I think you probably need a shower. <laughs> and I'd be like, I think you're right. I think I need a shower. <laughs> like I need a shower, a pick me up shower. Yeah. Um, and that was something that really just made a difference for me, like in my attitude, my mood, my energy, because I just felt like I was able to like wash off the tiredness. I was able to wash off the crankiness and the hot water and the steam just really soothed me. It was a very soothing spa-like experience for me. That 10, 15 minutes, it just really brought me to a very good, calm place where I had added energy to me. Um, where I would be able to get out the shower and if I felt like, you know what, I think I do have it in me to just relax my mind to be able to take a nap because that was the other thing for me where I oftentimes had a very hard time going to sleep while I knew my baby was awake because I was constantly thinking of what she might need. Um, but when I came out the shower, it was like I was able to just relax my thoughts and relax my mind to get maybe a quick a quick cat nap, which, you know, brought me a long way. Yeah. So for me, my number one thing was I need a shower when all else is falling down. As long as my husband is here to watch the baby, I know the baby's safe, I need to go take my 10 to 15 minute shower and then I'll come out a new person, like yeah. wear my cape and everything. I, I got my cape on now. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I totally hear you. And I can understand while I can forego showers. I mean, even now, y'all don't judge me, okay? I can. Girl, don't, don't forego them showers now, girl. <laughs> Get in that shower, girl. <laughs> Get yeah. Hot spot. I know. Hot spot before you start talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like there's some mornings where I get up and it's, you know, it is all about the kids. And then I look at and I'm like, whoa, I haven't even bathed yet. Like today, that's literally the situation. It's two o'clock in the afternoon as we're recording recording this podcast and my day started with my son and then right into my daughter and then I needed to hop into work mode and I'm like okay it's two o'clock like unless I have to go somewhere then I'm probably not going to take a shower today until tonight and um <laughs> you know what? you ain't you ain't even got to tell nobody don't worry it's, it's secret is safe with us okay don't I even love worry it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> but now that we are past the, you know, newborn infancy stage, as two married women, we're still doing a lot of things to make us great moms that require a lot of our time and the commitment and priority to our families. What are some of the things you're doing now, Sully, that make you uh, embody the role of a hot wife? Hmm. Focusing on the hot wife piece, I mean, honestly, going to the gym, making sure I feel healthy and making sure that I feel good and I feel confident. With that, everything else falls into place. Yeah. Your perception of who you are and what you look like and what you do looks like speaks volumes of of who you are and how people will see you, view you, treat you, respect you. And I feel as if you got to make sure that you remind yourself to be kind to yourself. And in doing that, you're teaching people how to treat you and how to view you. So if you're kind to yourself, people looking like, okay, check it, check it out, check it out, you know? And if you're like, you know what, that's right. I'm being kind to myself. I'm going to the gym. I'm drinking my water. I'm staying hydrated. I'm getting the proper sleep. I'm eating the meals that I need to eat. 
I, you know, I've got my skin oiled, you mm-hmm. know, you're taking pride in the way you look. And it's not just about the aesthetics, but also, you know, how you conduct yourself. That's sexy. Yeah. I mean, you can be drop dead beautiful, you know, gorgeous physically, but then when you open your mouth, you look like Oscar the Grouch. I mean, <laughs> that to me, that's, that's not beauty. You know, that's not hot. You're not, you're not attractive if that's the case. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're fueling your mind also. That's something that has helped me too. Reading books, staying in contact with people who are going to challenge me, challenge my mind. Iron shoppers, iron. You know, I'm part of ministry, so that keeps me going too. You know, giving back to your community, investing in yourself by investing in other people, investing in your community, politics, everything, you know. Staying abroad, being aware, as they say, stay woke. Yep, yep. You know, those things add to being hot. Like, if you can't bring anything to the table but a pair of heels, then you need to go back and try again. That's, <laughs> that's the way I feel. Girl, tell them. Like, that's just the way I feel, you know? I love so, it. So, I mean, stay educated, stay well-read, stay well-versed. Um, have challenging conversations that are going to push you to actually go do some research. And then make sure, yeah, you're actually taking care of your temple, your temple, your body. And then when it's time to go put on your pair of jeans, your jeans are thanking you for it. And your husband's looking at you like, yeah, I'm thanking you for it too, boo. Yeah. You know, <laughs> work it out. You got to work it out. Yes. When you start, when you start talking like, you know, you're well-versed, people are having conversations with you and you can stand your ground and you're not just sounding like, you know, empty symbols, but you actually have a concrete point that you can make and you have the facts to back it up. It's not just about he said, she said, or what you think. Because as one advisor used to say to me, Candace, if you still got to think about it, it's because you don't know nothing. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. so it boils down to what you can actually point out because of what you know, not just what you think. You know, so that to me and to my husband is hot. And when I feel hot, he looks at me with with goo gaga eyes because he's like, her confidence is attractive. Yeah. Her intellect is attractive. And it don't hurt that she she's easy to look at. You know, so that's what I say. Encourage anybody, anybody who's having doubts about their hot level or, you know, their hotness meter. You got to think about how you're investing in yourself, hon. You want to make sure that you're educating yourself, you're keeping yourself abreast of what's going on in the world, in your family, in your church, your community, and you're doing the best you can to make a difference, and you're really making sure that you're taking care of yourself. Because if you don't have that part, then nothing else is going to work out because you're going to be crumbling. You're yeah. going to be crumbling, and you don't, you don't want to operate on E. No. If you're operating on E before you know it, that you'll conk out. Yeah. What are some of the things that you and your husband do to help build your relationship without your daughter so that you guys are having time for yourself? What are some of the things you do? Well, thank God we have some trusted people because I am not the person to drop my baby off to just anybody. <laughs> That's not me. I'm, I never had that T-shirt. Don't want it. <laughs> I have my mother-in-law. Thank God she's like, the next town over. My baby's godparents, they're not too far away. They're like 10-minute ride. And, of course, my sister-in-law, 
my my baby's little mini me. Well, I should say actually, Gem is her mini me because <laughs> they both feisty. But my my husband's side of the family who's here, and mainly his mom and his sister, they really come in handy on the weekends. The two couples that we selected to be her godparents, they also come in handy. To have trusted people is to make a break of your quality time with just your husband. Because, I mean, what you going to do? You got to do something with the kids, right? So on the weekends, we dedicate once in a while having date night to do whatever it is that we think would meet the need that we have at that time. Because, you know, every weekend isn't going to call for the same kind of date. Sometimes you just need a cozy date. Sometimes you need a go-out date. Sometimes you need a dinner date. And they all come with different things. You know, they come with different outfits. They come with different uh, ideas, different conversations. So not for nothing, but, I mean, it really does depend on who you have watching your kids to to be able to say, oh, yeah, we can go on a date. That might be nice to think of it, but you got to have somebody who you can trust watching your kids so you're not thinking about your kids while you're on a date the entire time. Yeah. What are some Um, of your favorite date nights or places that you enjoy going some of your favorite spots for your dates when you go with your husband okay so i live in boston and a place that i actually really enjoy going to is called daryl's bar and grill or is it bistro now it's changed hands so many times but it's still my favorite place no matter who owns it they have really good small plates they have a real nice selection of wine my husband doesn't drink but i like to have a glass and they have some of the most phenomenal local bands that come to their spot and perform and at a certain time it then turns into like the club scene Mm -hmm. you know a little grown kind of club scene yeah the dance floor is small it's intimate but really really nice it's a nice crowd so one of my favorite things to do is to actually go out to listen to live music with my husband that is something that we both enjoy we love music we love to dance we like small plates. <laughs> <laughs> so it has everything like, you can need. I get, can I get some catfish, please? Yes. <laughs> Let me get some catfish. Thank you. So, yeah, that's that's like one of my favorite places to go. And we both have a great time. There's some other places that are similar, but it's, it's still a little different. Something about Daryl that really just brings it together for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Joelle and I, we, we do also have built-in date nights they're not always on the weekends because sometimes I'm away because my work schedule is unique in that I'm an entrepreneur and I'm often traveling for events and public speaking events and expert speaking events and whatnot but sometimes we will be able to do them on the weekend but nonetheless whenever they are my mother-in-law is available she's not too far from us here and she'll come over and she'll stay with the kids but unlike you Sully because I live a little distance from my family and also my husband's family I have had to take advantage of some of the online care centers which I know you probably would be panicking to even think about but I did have to, yeah, I, I did. When we first moved here, especially, I found SitterCity.com and there's like other places. There's like Care.com and I don't know what else, but I only know of Care.com and SitterCity.com. And I actually did have to find a babysitter on there. And my process was very similar to how it might be if you were like getting interviewed for a job. I had several people who were interested in the job to come over and meet with us on like 15 minute intervals. We asked lots of questions and just saw how the kids interacted with them. And we 
decided to go with this young lady. Her name was Jessica and she was actually from, well, she wasn't from, but her family is from Dominican Republic. And she was in college at the time when we first started working with her. She was probably 19 and she was working as a manager at the local movie theater. At the time, Elle was just a baby because we moved into our home when Elle was about two months old. And I hired her at around four or five months because after settling in, I was realizing that anytime we need to do something, we have to call grandma and she's not so close about an hour's drive. And that's not really good for those little quick I need to do something type of things or like an hour or two. It was better when she could come and stay for a while. So we went with Jessica and initially Jessica would come in to the house and she would be here with the kids with me because I work from home and I needed someone to care for them while I was working. I couldn't do the two. And so she would come in and she'd work with them while I was home for a few hours every day. And then that transitioned into more hours. And then that transitioned into coming when we weren't home and being with them when we weren't home so we could go for a date night or whatever. And Jessica actually became part of the family and she was with us up until this summer. So that was three years. She was our main babysitter for three years and the kids loved her. Literally, Elle grew up with her because like I said, she was four months when we hired Jessica and so did JJ because he was only, what, three. And up until this summer, Jessica had stopped working with us because she's relocating to another state and it's been very sad because the kids loved her. She was so amazing. But if you're in a situation where like Sully, your in-laws are available and your family's available and you have that support system, you need to take advantage of it. Like don't not take advantage of that because you feel like you're bothering someone. I don't know if you've ever felt like that, Sully, but I've I've met people who they feel like it's too much to ask family to to come and, and be with the kids or to take them for the weekend or, you know, whatever it may be. But You know, what would you say to someone who's feeling that way? Like, I don't want to bother my family unless they like offer or something, then I'm just going to do what I have to do. Mm, I would say closed mouth don't get fed. Mm. If you need something, then you need to make that clear. If you're taking advantage of someone's time, then that's something else. But if you know you're not and you're not constantly feeling needy, and when I say constantly, I mean like every single weekend like all days, like long days on the weekend, that might be a a bit much because, you know, you want to have, you know, people miss you a little bit. You know, you want them to miss your baby, not resent them. Right. Um, You want them to enjoy their weekend, you know. You want people to enjoy their weekend. Because you you had the baby, not them. (laughs) Yeah, you know. So, I mean, but if if you know you're not taking advantage of people that way, then there's nothing wrong with you being honest enough with yourself and with that family member or that trusted person and just saying, you know what, I really just wanted to know, would you be okay um, to actually watch my baby maybe twice a month just so I can have two weekends out of the month? Like, have it be something that you ask in advance so that people get the scope of what you're asking and they're making the sound decision to say yes or no. And if they say yes, fantastic. If they say no, you work it out another way. Like, honestly, it's not a big deal to just put the ask out there. Ask. It's not a big deal. Don't be don't be upset or afraid to ask someone who's supposed to love you for something that you need. Right. Right. And if you're in a situation like we are and were where you don't have family around, I can understand the fear and 
what it might feel like for someone to consider going with an online babysitting program or nanny program. I can understand that. And it was not necessarily the hardest decision for us because I'm not as, I don't know, I'm not as fearful. I think I'm more trusting in general. Um, And I felt like we did our, we were going to do our due diligence by making sure we were picking people we felt comfortable with and if that's your situation and you're open to it, I would recommend you try a place like a sitter city. And if you can scope out several people so you have options and not wait until you're in dire need of a babysitter. Like I need a babysitter tonight. Now I'm going online to find the only available person. I wouldn't recommend something like that. But someone who like we had a Jessica who you feel you can is going to be around for a while who will be there with you and your children. And of course, you have to be smart when selecting someone from the outside who you don't know, who you have no relationship with to come in and take care of your children. But if that's something that you have to do because you're in dire need of it and there's no support around, then I would recommend it, especially if it's a difference between you being the type of parent who is so stressed out that you're taking it out on your children whether you're emotionally abusing them or physically abusing them because you have no out. Everything's on you. Maybe you are a single parent and everything is on you. You don't have an outlet to have someone to just take some of the stress off of you, take some of the pressures off of you because I know how emotionally strained I get going to the supermarket with my kids that I'm like, if I had to do this all the time and I didn't have my husband with me to help with this or just those moments when I'm stressed and I'm like, go take care of your son. Go get your daughter. Like if you have no one (laughs) to be that person for you ever, I can just imagine how stressed out you are and how that is transferring into your children and that emotional energy is how that's transferring into your children. So I would recommend it. But I do recommend that you be smart. Be intelligent with selecting the people who you bring into your home and to take care of your children. And if you have the opportunity to have them be with you for some time to have your children there with you and have them with you during that time period that I would obviously recommend you do that as well just to feel them out before you move forward with a longer term commitment and having them come in your home when you're not there. But I remember times, I'm just thinking about this, where Jessica would, she was so flexible and she was so amazing that there would be times when I was going to leave for a weekend. My husband had to work on a Sunday and his work schedule requires him to be up and out of the house by 3 a.m. And I wasn't going to be returning until later on that Sunday. And so Jessica would come and she would be here at 2.30 so that Joelle would be confident enough to know, you know, she's already here. He can leave. We give her a pillow. We give her a blanket and she'd like stake out on the couch until the kids woke up at seven and then she'd take care of them throughout the rest of the day until I came home. And those were things that I would not have been able to do without someone like a Jessica when grandma wasn't available to do that for us and be here for us. So I know we're talking about something a little bit different than what our initial question was, but I hope that the information has been extremely helpful. Okay, so now it's time for my Get Well with Janelle segment. I think this is going to be the official name of my wellness segment. I know last week I switched the name from Energy Boost to Mind and Body. And then my business partner said, I think I like the name Get Well with Janelle because it rhymes and all of that. And I was like, okay, I can rock with that. Okay. So let's try it out. Get Well with Janelle is going to be the name of my wellness segment. And in today's episode, I want to just talk a little bit about energy and 
what are some of the things that I do to keep my energy in a good place so that I'm not lethargic and fatigued and lazy and frumpy? Because I notice that a lot of the people that I consult with often talk to me about, how do you have the time to do everything that you do? How are you able to make that happen? So I figured it would be great because obviously, Sully, you have a child and you're at home and you have to be available to her. You're taking care of your home and supporting your husband when he gets home. And I'm sure when he's not home, you're taking care of things to support him as well. But what are some of the things that you do to keep your energy up so you're not like tired all day? I am a big protein shake person. Mm. I like protein shakes and I bought these bags of vegetables. They're Mm -hmm. actually fresh when you buy them. Mm -hmm. They say the serving is maybe like two for two or three and it is like my go-to for lunch. I open them like when I buy them fresh, I pop them right in the freezer because I can freeze them. And then I take them out and I pretty much like stir fry it or steam it because I don't use that much oil when I cook. Mm -hmm. And I'll add my chicken to it, toss it up, eat it, I'm fueled. Uh, Another three to four hours later, I'll have a protein shake and I just drink water. I I keep my water near me. And I just keep going. Like, you know, your baby's going to, I'm saying baby, but, you know, for the listeners, you might not necessarily have a baby, but you might have kids or maybe just your schedule is what keeps you going. You know, you're moving. I stay fueled while I'm moving. Me being in motion gives me energy. And then what I put in my body gives me energy. And then, of course, uh, working out and stuff also gives me good energy. Yes, that's great. I too love protein shakes. I would have a smoothie every single day for breakfast right after I had L. I would do it too during Joelle, but my pregnancy with Joelle, I found myself not as interested in healthy foods as it was with L, which is really interesting because I can see that in them when it comes to their eating desires. Joelle doesn't like to eat healthy food as well as his sister does. She'll eat everything healthy and he's more selective. So it's really interesting that during my pregnancies, I was also that way. But I used to drink a smoothie every day for breakfast and when I was pregnant with Elle and that was my thing and it carried over into my post-pregnancy and I would put my protein powder in there. And now as a vegan, I was telling my audience this last week because I talked about vegan protein, plant-based protein. Now I don't necessarily have smoothies anymore for breakfast. I'm more of like put the powder in a blender cup with some almond milk and I just shake it up. And that will be my way of getting my protein in for the day as I'm struggling, you know, as a vegan to find protein sources, especially for breakfast. Today, I actually had a smoothie. I've made a huge smoothie in the blender and I've just been sipping on it all day. And I just kind of felt like I really wanted to have a green smoothie today, but I am so with you on having protein and smoothies and all that. They're really good at keeping your energy up, especially if you're finding one that has good nutrients in it. And if you can add things to your smoothie to make it even more nutritious, such as like chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp hearts. These are all like the little things that I tend to add to my smoothies because they add good fiber and good protein and good omegas. Those can be a great resource. I am not a coffee drinker. I'm more of a tea drinker and Tea doesn't exactly perk me up in the same way that coffee would because I do drink coffee from time to time, but very seldomly. However, having my morning tea, especially I choose 
to drink green tea kombucha. It helps to regulate my body and it does make me feel more alert. And that's something that I try to do a couple days a week when I first wake up in the morning. And in addition to my smoothie for breakfast or my shake in general, something that I also do and I feel like it wakes up my body is I have a very large glass of water every single morning. If you tuned into my What I Eat in a Day videos when I was making them on YouTube on my Janelle B. Stewart channel. And so I would have a tall glass of water and I drink 32 ounces all the way down. And I would feel like immediately my entire body was being rehydrated. Like I could feel the water going through my veins, going through my body, hydrating me. And it's just one of those things that I feel really gives me good energy. And I would say, as a vegan, I found that I've had a lot of really good natural energy, even though I've always been a morning person, but I found I've had a lot of good natural energy because of what I'm eating and not eating so much heavy foods. And of course, when you stop eating meats, there's a lot of things you're not putting into your body anymore, like hormones and cholesterol and excess of sodium and things that they do to cure the meat and keep it good. And my overall diet has just been one of the things that really helps with my energy. But aside from like what I'm drinking, what I'm eating, I also get pretty decent sleep. When I am busy with work, I will find that I stay up a lot later than I like to. And then I tend to be a little bit more tired during the day, which makes sense. Obviously, if you're not sleeping well, you're going to be tired and that ages you. So When I am able to make sure that I'm in bed on time, and I mean like 9.30, 10 o'clock the latest, that is when I get the biggest energy boost ever. And oftentimes when I am in bed by 9.30, 10 o'clock, my body naturally wakes up at like six o'clock in the morning because it's had enough sleep. It doesn't want to sleep anymore and I'm ready to tackle the day. So I would 100% encourage you to start trying to get yourself on some type of routine, nighttime routine, where you can get to bed early. And I understand depending on your lifestyle and what you're doing, work schedule, that might not be easy to do, but it's not impossible to do. And it will definitely help you with having more energy during the day. And of course, workouts. Work out. If you're not getting your butt in the gym, you are doing a disservice to your body, to your family, the people who are around you, and obviously your emotional state. Working out releases endorphins in your body that helps you feel amazing. The serotonin going on in your brain, it's literally a high. Yes, you're going to be sluggish and you may be kicking and screaming the whole way to the gym because most people don't really want to work out. But once you get in the groove of it and you start working out more, more frequently, and you're getting in those workouts consistently, your body's going to actually start to crave it and you will have more energy. Your libido will go up. Your metabolism will speed up. Your skin's going to start looking good. Your hair is going to start growing better. Your nails are going to get stronger. Everything starts to be better when you treat your body better. So I would 100% recommend that you start looking at what you eat, look at how you sleep, and of course, look at how you work out and how often you work out to get your energy up. Now let's get into my boss mom moves segment. This is my segment where I share something that I've done in my business that is moving me forward. I'm in a place now where a lot of the demands of my business are falling on me so much so that I'm not always able to get everything done in time. And I'm starting to feel as though I would benefit greatly from having maybe an employee or by hiring more freelancers. I currently have 
an amazing young woman who helps me with my video editing. And she's now taken on the role of doing my podcast editing. And I also have a wonderful young lady who helps me with some of my social media needs. And I'm in a place where I feel like as it comes to some of the creative needs, like photography needs and photo editing needs and creating graphic designs and decks and whatnot, I feel like I need someone who can help me with that. And so I'm feeling like I need someone who can help me with those things because I do them all on my own. Anytime I work with a company, I create a deck of the deliverables. And anytime I'm pitching myself or my daughter or an idea to a company, I have to create a deck. And the deck is a combination of the content and also design. And then after I've completed a project, I like to create a deck that shows that the project is closed and whatever it was that I was being asked to do, I usually will send that off in a deck. No company is asking me for a deck. However, I feel like for some companies, I like to send the deck because the deck is more professional and it looks like I put effort into making sure that they were made aware of all of the things. So that is one of the things that I do in my business that I want to be able to keep doing. And I would love to be able to do the deck for everyone, even companies that I wouldn't normally do them for just a special touch so that after they've worked with Janelle B. Stewart or my client, (laughs) my daughter, L.P. Stewart, they will know that, oh, we're going to get a deck when everything is done. You don't have to worry. The work will be completed and Janelle's going to send a deck. I would also love to have someone who can be available to do my photography. And I don't mean photography of myself or photography of my daughter because I have a really amazing photographer who can do that. And if you're in the New York City area and you're looking for an, a photographer who's very affordable and good quality, oh my goodness, do let me know. So I would like someone who can take other types of photos for me like product flat lays and who can do more creative designs when I have an announcement or... My my quotes that I like to post on social media or just to create um, templates and decks and make things look fresh on my website and more consistent. I'm thinking about doing a webinar in the future and I'm actually in the works of trying to put that together now and having someone who can do graphic design on hand who can step up and do this when I need it would be great versus having to outsource this project and this project and that project to someone new every single time based on like what their niche is and what their specialty is. So I'm putting this out there because I know that God's going to deliver someone who can can do this for me. But if you are someone listening and you know some and you feel something pulling you to say, hey Janelle, I can be that person for you, then definitely I would love for you to send me an email at podcast at janellebstewart.com because I am definitely in need of someone who can be a creative director or an art director and work with me in that capacity. I'm just thinking about some other things now. You know, I send out a newsletter and I have to use the generic designs, but I would love to have a branded design that I can use on newsletters, decks, quotes, you know, anything on the website, flyers, graphics. I need something like that and someone who can do them all the time and not be like on a project, project basis. So if you want this, this is the price. If you want this, this is the price. But someone who can work with me and we come up with, you know, a relationship where we're able to do all the things I want to do. And it's not just like project by project and someone who's available to do this with me as I move forward. So I'm in that place thinking about getting someone who can do that. 
And then I also need someone who can help me with copy editing on my websites as I am creating articles all the time between my Janelle B. Stewart website and my Natural Hair and Beauty website, which is Kinky Curly Coily Me. I do all of the work there on my own and I would love to have someone who can help me with copy editing and even produce some articles. So if you're thinking about writing and you want to get your hand wet in lifestyle content and beauty content, definitely let me know because I am looking for a freelancer and I'm probably going to be hiring someone by the new year because I set a goal to kind of get this stuff going. And I know that, you know, this is going to be an expense that I have to make to pay someone to do the things that I'm asking for. But I definitely feel like it's going to pay for itself. I know this is going to be a great investment in my business and it's going to pay for itself. So I'm pretty much in the place now that that's what I'm going to do. And I'm excited to see who God brings to me. For the most part, I've been successful in working with black women, my interns and my video editor and my business partner, all black women, young black women. And I would like to continue to support young black women in their businesses as they grow. Okay, so let's get into one of my favorite new segments, which is called Money Moves. I don't dance now, I make money move. Say I don't gotta dance, I make money move. Okay, so in this segment, as I've explained in the previous two episodes, this is my segment where I am able to get the word out about businesses and people who are doing amazing things that you should absolutely know about. Now, I did not get anybody sending me an email to be a part of this episode, which I am a little sad because the first episode when I featured two people whom I am friends with, I got word from one of them that she had no idea that I featured her in the podcast. And I shared that in episode 19, that my friend Aquila, who was also my business partner, had no knowledge that I was featuring her. And it took her about five days after I made that episode for her to actually listen to the episode and she had not realized that I was featuring her. And so by the time I featured her, she told me she finally listened to the episode and she was so excited about the feature. And she said to me, I had no idea where all those orders came from because I had not done anything different. I didn't promote any differently. But within that, those five days, she had received 15 orders. And I was so surprised to hear that information because I had no idea what the response would be, but I was just so excited that you all came through and supported her by purchasing her ebook. So I thought for sure more people would send in a submission to be a part of the Money Move segment, but I have not received any. So if you have a business, you have a service, and you would like to be featured on this podcast, all you have to do is send me an email at podcast at janellebstewart.com. Include your business information, any details you want me to share in the podcast episode and of course a link to your business so I can go and check around and look around and you'll be featured in an upcoming episode but because I don't have anybody to feature today I thought about someone who I've developed a friendship with over the last couple of years who has a business whom my girlfriend Sully was able to experience firsthand and that person is Michelle Allen so Michelle is a local native to New York she lives out here in Long Island and she has a company called Butter Bodies. And Butter Bodies is a natural, organic, 
body butter company and they also make some other homeopathic products that is good for your skin and good for your body and this past weekend when Sully was here she opened up a jar of my body butter from butter body and she was like princess what is this so please Sully I want you to give them their your candid honest thoughts about the butter bodies body butter that you tried out here at my house I mean what can I say I'm speechless it was good it was so good. Like, I, I was in the bathroom, and I think I just needed a little bit of moisture on my hands and, like, maybe a little bit on my arms. And I was just like, oh, well, this looks this looks interesting. Like, I didn't feel like having something as thick as a Vaseline. So I was just like, you know, I just want a little something, not something heavy like Vaseline, but I want to, you know, I want some moisturizer on my hands and arms. And when I even went to go touch like I just dabbed my little <laughs> finger on that product I was like this feels like a mousse <laughs> yes it, it, it felt like a mousse it was so soft and fluffy and then when I ever went to go warm it up in my hand to like just rub it around and then smelt the aroma I was like the nerve of this product <laughs> <laughs> I need to get to the bottom of this. Right. Princess, what is this? Oh, in case, I'm calling you princess. They probably are like, who is she calling? Janelle's name is princess to me. Yeah, my nickname. We're we're like college buddies, but we met way back in high school. High school. Friends since high school. Um, And then just kept on developing as we were in college and stuff like that. But she's always been princess, so that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I was like, princess, what is this? Like, I want to know more about this product and where did you get this from? And she was like, oh, that's my friend. Oh, my gosh, I love that stuff, too. I buy them by the drove. I'm always like, I need four and six of those. (laughs) I'm like, yes. And I'm I'm feeling like I'm on that same wagon right now. Like, I need four and six of these. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't even have enough room in my bag to go back with four and six, but I'm down for, for shipping and handling. Like, I'm down to pay for shipping and handling. You just tell me where. Right. Tell me where. I called up, I called and her up immediately for you. Yeah, like, it was so good. I just enjoyed it. I loved the way it felt. It had a really nice shine to it, like, just the way it complimented my skin yep. and I know this sounds like I'm probably like OD but really the way the light reflects <laughs> off of the shine yes. that it gives your skin uh-huh. like I had a photo shoot and I put that on me and I was popping you, you, you bathed in it hot mom, you bathed hot in it wife. though <laughs> okay like when I tell you you want to be a hot mom a hot wife go get some body butter okay boo go get some body butter and lather that all over your body Yes, but you got to get your body butter from Butter Bodies, okay? Yes, it was, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I had the pleasure of actually meeting um, the owner of Butter Bodies. Butter Bodies. Butter. Yeah, Butter Bodies. Butter Bodies. Her name is Michelle. Butter Bodies. She was just a, a, a sweetie pie. Very kind, very professional. And I just asked her a few questions and I told her how much I liked the butter that she made I just really really liked it I genuinely liked it she wasn't even around and I was giving a raving review and then when I met her in person I gave her another raving review and I was just like I just gotta know do you really make these yourself like 
come on, like, tell me, where's, where's, where's Rumpelstiltskin in the bag, <laughs> um, making gold, and the other person making this butter, like, where, where are the trolls making the butter, and she was like, no, really, I really made it, <laughs> she like, I really made it, you have a fresh bag, fresh, I just put it together yesterday for you, right, and here you go, hand delivered. And I was like, that's what's up. And she was like, yeah, you can check us out on the website. And I got her card and everything. I came home. I shared it with my husband. I really like the grapefruited scented butter. Grapefruit. Grapefruit Bellini. Yeah. Yes. I tend to like um, citrus bases, even for perfume, because it has a very clean scent. So I really like that. And I asked her if it was okay to use it on my baby. She asked me how old my baby was. I told her she's about to be two. She said, yeah, it's no problem. So since I've been back home, I've used it. I put it on Jeremiah. I put it on Jem. And we we all over here looking real moisturized and buttery. <laughs> Glistening. And smelling real clean, okay? <laughs> and we're not even looking for the return policy because it ain't going back. <laughs> got me in stitches. I love it. <laughs> Michelle has no idea that we are that we're talking about her today. She doesn't know I'm featuring her when I am done putting this episode up. When you all hear this episode, Michelle will be informed that she might want to check it out. I'm gonna tell her to listen to it from beginning to end. I'm not even gonna tell her that she's featured. I'm just gonna encourage her. And Michelle is a supporter of mine. She has been supporting me for a very long time. I want to almost say since day one because when we first got introduced to each other, she told me my whole life. Like she just knew it. And we talked, (laughs) we talked a lot and she told me about the, her company. She sent me some butter samples and I was, the way that you're describing the product, Sully, is very similar to how I felt. I could not believe, because I've tried body butters before. I love body butters. We are a body butter family because lotions just don't do it for us. They don't absorb and, and last as long as body butters do. But usually body butters have a more waxier, thicker, harder, firmer consistency. And then you have to melt it down. And when this was like a mousse, like you said, it was a mousse. It was melting before I even could bring one hand to the other hand. I was like, OMG, this is some good stuff. And I featured it in a video. I featured it in many videos because it was so amazing. And I will always have her product anytime I run out. Like Sully said, I buy four or six. I just have to keep it stocked because I'm using it on myself, my husband, and the kids. And they love the body butter. Like when there's no more, they're like, oh man, where's the body butter? Like they're all confused. They don't know what to do with themselves. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm late with the order, with the shipment. Um, and, and Michelle, right, right. And Michelle has even vended at 
one of my events in the past. I had a Let's Talk Mom to Mom tour and I had one event in New York City and she vended and she did amazing and everyone who purchased her product loved it because as soon as you touch it and sniff it, you're going to be sold. And we use body butter all throughout the years and we are using her butter bodies all throughout the year. I love it in the summer. I just cannot tell you how beautiful I think chocolate skin looks when it is glistening, the shins shining, 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 yeah. You want to know what, though? What? You need to make a shout out to the bronze goddesses because that body butter, it was popping on my skin and I'm not chocolate. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Put me in my place. That butter body looks good on bronze, bronze goddesses, the chocolate bunnies. Who else we got? Caramel delights. Who else am I missing? I don't know. What am I anyway? I'm somewhere between golden goddess, bronze goddess, caramel bunny. <laughs> <laughs> You are so crazy. You leave me in stitches all the time. Let me tell you something. Ever since I came back from Barbados, I ain't never been light skin again. Oh, I don't wow. Know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love it. Love it. It's just amazing product. And if you have not checked out Butter Bodies in the past, I'll have the link down in the description of this podcast where you can visit her site and you can see all of the products she she sells. She doesn't just sell Butter Bodies body butter, but she has other products available for sale and you can check her out to see what she's selling. So um, you heard it from one of my best friends. She's feeling the body butters by Butter Bodies. So you need to get you some, okay? I'm telling you, really. You're, you're really missing out if you don't at least experience it once. Once, yes. <laughs> and I got you the the largest size. They have smaller sizes, but I got you, I wanted you to you and the family to be set for a couple weeks or at least a month. Because you're good to me like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so don't forget, I don't have any more companies to feature in my Money Moves segment. So I need for those of you out there who are looking for a great opportunity to advertise your business. I mean, I don't know why. I know there were business owners that checked out my last segment. I know you checked out my last episode and you probably were thinking, you know, I should do it. I don't know why you didn't, girl. I don't have anybody else. I was hoping to feature two businesses today as I've been doing in every episode, but this is all I got and very well, well deserved of Butter Bodies to have the solo segment, um, but I do want to feature more of you in my next episode. So please send me your information at podcast at JanelleBStewart.com. Now it's time for my listener shout out. Every single episode, I really enjoy taking the time to thank you. Yes, you, you listeners who are tuning in. I can't thank you enough, but I also like to give a little extra special attention to the people who go a step further and leave me a review on iTunes or leave me a review in the comments of the episode on SoundCloud. And so I would like to thank four special people today by reading their reviews aloud for everyone to hear it. And if you would like to leave me a review and you're on iTunes, all you have to do is go to my podcast station. And if you're listening, you probably are already there and then click on reviews and you can write a review. Please, please, please take the time to tell me what you think about the podcast and this episode. I love reading reviews of the episode 
iTunes because it lets me know what you thought about it. And because iTunes only lets you leave one review, please make sure you make it good, honey. Okay. So the first review for today comes from a listener named Sweet Saint. She rated the podcast five stars and she said, so, so informative. Thank you so much for the five stars, honey. She said, Janelle, I am totally a fan of all of your work. I started following you on your hair and beauty videos on YouTube, your health and fitness videos, your hair product reviews, and I even look at your beautiful baby girl L's YouTube channel as well. I love all of your work. You rock girl. I too am a natural, have been for over 16 years, and you have exposed me to so many things that I can do with my hair while on my natural hair journey. Thank you, girl. Yes. <laughs> now you have turned me onto a podcast and I am loving them. I get so excited to hear what you are bringing forth in your next episode. I love the marriage series. I've been married for nine and a half years and your advice is really helping me in my marriage. Thank you so much for what you are doing in all of your work. You go girl. And she put those, you know, praise hands emojis. Well, sweet saint, I can't thank you enough for your support. I love when I get reviews that are written like this and they pretty much like go through the experience that they've had with me and how excited they are for the podcast. I really appreciate Appreciate it because I love to know who's listening and who has been supporting throughout, you know, my entire career. But I just thank you so much for this. I really appreciate it. Congrats to you on your successful hair journey and congrats to you on nine and a half years of marriage. That's pretty dope. I can't wait to say the same for myself, which will just be in a couple more years. So the next review comes from someone named Takisa and she rated the podcast five stars. Yay. Thank you, Takisa. She said, Janelle, you rock. Janelle, I have been listening quite a while. Episode 18, I didn't realize that I had been already putting myself on top of my to-do list. You have been a blessing to me and so many others. Keep up the good work. Girl, I'm so happy to hear that because so many people don't put themselves on top of their to-do list and they literally are at the bottom. They sometimes don't even make it on the to-do list. So you are doing good. Good for you. And thanks for your review. The next review is from Rai Shantae. She rated the podcast five stars. Whoop, whoop. Thank you, boo. And she titled it New to the Channel. I just started listening to Janelle's channel about a week ago, about a week ago, a week ago. <laughs> and I love it. I first found Janelle on YouTube as I was searching for videos about the vegan plant-based lifestyle. The realness of this channel is inspiring. Glad I subscribed. I love when my YouTube family family and subscribers over there come on over here to listen to me on my podcast because I talked a little bit on YouTube about me having a podcast and what I wanted to do with it and I told them that unfortunately the videos would obviously minimize right I would not be able to maintain the same video schedule as well as the same podcast schedule but I also let them know by listening to me on my podcast and asking for making a request for a podcast you'd be getting more more content, more information, more of everything because on YouTube, I'm limited to a certain amount of time until people don't want to watch it. Sometimes just the length of a video will keep someone from even clicking on the video to see what it's about. Whereas with the podcast, the people who are here, they recognize that podcasts are audio and you just tune in when you can and you do it while you're doing something else. And yeah, it could be an hour, it could be two hours, but people are 
appreciative of that on podcasts and not so much on YouTube. So I'm not going to be able to do what I was doing on YouTube and they come on over to get more of me here. So I appreciate that a whole lot. It means a lot to me. I'm glad you came over. And the last review I'm going to shout out is from Blessed Beauty 34. She also rated the podcast five stars. Yes. Thank you so much. She titled it. You rock. Janelle, you are awesome. Your podcast touches my soul. You address all of my concerns in such a well-informed, articulate way. Sometimes I don't even put myself on the list. I'm so happy you were able to touch on this because being a mom and a wife can get crazy and overwhelming. So nice to know that I'm not alone, but you also helped me to not feel guilty about not only putting myself on the to-do list, but put myself on top of my to-do list. Thank you, Janelle. You are the best. I'm also enjoying the Healthy Living series. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Bliss Beauty 34. I really appreciate what you said about me and how I'm able to get the point across to you. And I'm very happy to hear that you realize from my put yourself on the top of your to-do list podcast that it's important. It's really important. We cannot pour from an empty cup and we cannot give when we are unfulfilled. So make sure you're taking care of yourself there. And I love that you also took advantage of my Healthy Living series because I made that series for people who were looking to get fit, looking to get healthy, and looking to lose weight. So that ends my listener shout out for today. Please leave me a review on iTunes or leave a comment on the episode in SoundCloud. And if you have not left a review and you are thinking about doing so, please make today the day. I'm always looking to get at least one podcast review every single day. And you could be today's reviewer. And if you've already left a review and you're thinking, how else can I support? Because once you leave a review, you can't leave another one. At least on iTunes, you can't. You can support by sharing this podcast. Share it with people who you know. Send it to them directly. You can post it on your Facebook page. You can tweet it. And you can do that anytime you're listening. As soon as you hear the episode come on, you can just share it. You know, and that's how you help me help you and help people who are listening and uh, everyone else. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So I just want to thank you all so much for listening today. I hope this episode was fun. I had so much fun with my best friend, Sully. Did you have a good time today co-hosting with me on my podcast? I had a fantastic time being with you co-hosting. It's been a really great time. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're welcome. I hope that we may be able to do this again in the future if you're ever available or you have something that you really want to talk about. And for those of you who tuned in today, tell me what you think about Sully. Leave me a review in the review section. If you're on SoundCloud, you can just leave it as a comment to this episode. Let me know how Sully did. I'd love to know what you think about her. I personally think that Sully is amazing and I love the way she speaks. I told her this most recently that I think she's such a good orator. I think she's really good at what the information she presents and how she chooses her words. And um, she talked to me a little bit about wanting to start something on her own. And I think a podcast would be a great, great thing and a great platform for you, Sully, because you have a gift. You have a really good gift of talking to people. This weekend, the way you spoke to my sister and my cousin, I think you really got through to them. I really, really do. And I think that that gift should be something that can touch a lot more people. And something like a podcast would be a great platform to do that. Thank you so much. You're the sweetest. Thank you. <laughs> 
You're welcome. Well, before we go today, I just want to say once again, thank you so much for tuning in and definitely check out JanelleBStewart.com to purchase some of the merchandise that I have available. We have mugs, we have pens, and of course, my career journal is there too. And if you're looking for something for your little one and you have a daughter, check out LPStewart.com. That's my daughter's boutique. There are lots of items on sale right now that you can get for sale as we close out the season. And before I leave you today, I want to leave you with my favorite quote, and that is, inhale confidence and exhale doubt. You all have a great week. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.